This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Oh, our God is good. Our God is good. He made lots of mamas. He made lots of amazing mamas, which I love this day, you guys. It is absolutely one of my favorite. And it's not so much about the title of being a mom. Even though I am a mom, I have two amazing kids. I have Maddie, who is my youngest. Is Maddie in here? There she is. She is my powerful battler. I was on complete bed rest when she was in my belly, and she is so extremely funny, and I link it to the joy that she brought us when she was born. I just absolutely love her. And then there's my Josh. Josh is 14, and he's my firstborn, and he's the sweetest young man, which is probably very much embarrassing him right now. But contrary to how he came out, because he was stuck. And I yelled at him even before he came out. I have not yelled at him since, but I had to yell at him to come out. And then, of course, my lovely husband, Mike, who you saw this morning, he had a little bit to do with this. I don't really know. But I proudly hold that title as mom today. And not so much the title, but actually the purpose. is much more substantial to represent a purpose. And I know in this room, there are a lot of women who have nurturing hearts loving hearts and you love so unconditionally with no strings attached and we celebrate you today we think you are wonderful can you help me put some love on these women and you can take a seat fourteen years I provided childcare from my home that's what I did to provide provision for my house I was a great contributor. I, thought, I used to work for the airlines, and then I thought, what to do when these babies came along? And so I had seven kids in my care. Two were my own, and five were other families that I cared for, and they were all under the age of four. Seven of them under the age of four. So our typical days would include outside time, except for when it rained. So on the rainy days, I would have to improvise. So I would, my two would still be in bed. I would have the five coming to my door. Some of them hadn't eaten. Some of them were still in nighttime clothes. Some of them were wet from already jumping in the puddles. So I'd gather everybody in and then wake up my own children, get everybody on the same page, get them fed and cleaned and in daytime clothes and ready to go. Then we would start our day. So I would do craft time. I would do circle time. And then I would realize I only have an hour gone by. Okay. And then I'd feed them again because kids love to eat. So we'd have snack. But then they would have free time. So free time on a rainy day would be every single blanket in my linen closet would be out. And there would be forts for days over every piece of furniture, over the table, over the couches. There'd be forts everywhere. It was seven of these little ones, not a place to step your foot because there were so many blankets. So how many of you know that when seven of these little ones would get extremely excited, the level of volume would go louder and louder and louder? And I found myself using the tagline very, very often, you guys, you guys, shh. 
Use your, yeah, exactly, use your inside voice. And many times I've trained and taught these kids to use their inside voice. They have taught and trained me right back. God has used this phrase with me so many times to create teachable moments. There's so many thoughts, so many feelings, and emotions, and questions, and wondering. And with all that goes on around us, we need that inside God guidance for this journey. So we're going to just read Proverbs 4.20 today. This is where I'm going to start. How many love your Bibles? I love my Bible so much. I have a couple of them. Proverbs 4, verse 20. Today I'm going to read from the message version. I like the message version. Um, my husband is fantastic at painting the picture of what he reads in the gospel and translating it. However, I need some help. I like it when it's unpacked kind of in a personal application. And so today I'm going to read to you from my favorite version, and it's the message. It says, Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ear to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Focus. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, like body and soul. That's so good. They're bursting. They're so full with health. Keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. Keep vigilant. Watch over the insides. That's where life starts. Has anyone ever recognized the tension with time? The tension with time. The actual, like, pull of trying to do everything according, according to the clock. Anybody? Can you relate with that? At this stage for me, like I explained, I had the seven kids on, under the age of four, but Maddie was my baby. So she, I would have endless sleepless nights from teething, ear infections, bad dreams, everything that comes with a little tiny one. I had lots of sleepless nights. <laughs> and on the contrary, very early mornings. I would have the other tribe of five kids who would show up like I painted the picture of. And I would be exhausted. Like moms, you get me. You would be dreaming for 10 minutes to, so that you could shut your eyes to take the burn away. Simply raising all these little ones who needed you for almost everything was really hard work. I would dream about bedtime because in those times I could actually catch my breath. This side over here, the teenage side, it's the clock that runs you. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. That's your rhythm for living. You wake up at 6, you're out the door at 7.35, you have meetings until 2, the kids out are at 2.30, 10 to 3, the other child gets out, and then they have track and field until 4.30. And then somewhere in between there, you hit Subway because you didn't make supper. And then you have gymnastics at 7 until 9. So what over here used to be nighttime nursing becomes feeding your children again. But A&W, maybe, so fast food two times. It's great. You feel like mother of the year. And then maybe you're driving. And the kids are not even home at this stage. And you get home and you're like, oh, I thought she said she'd be at the library until 10. And so maybe her and her friends got a bite to eat. You're waiting for that vehicle to pull in the driveway. 
Or maybe your season is your kids are all married. Your kids are married and they actually have children. And you're looking out that window again in that same posture going, I wonder are they going to come with the grandkids? Hey, Nana, I wonder if they're going to come. The truth is, the outside season is always changing. The kids are actually a moving target. And with that comes a lot of should-bes from the seasons that you're in. Like, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be going here. You should be going there. You should be buying this. And with the push and pull of all the juggle of the outside world, how do we lead ourselves, like our scripture talks about? How do we really take care of the insides? It's important because the Bible tells us that that's actually where life starts. Did you catch that at the end of the verse? That's where it starts. How do we live? How do we really live, body and soul? You actually grow when you live life from the identity you have in God and not so much the season you're in. You will chase that target and run yourself exhausted and end up just more tired. There are many, many, many seasons, but there's only one you. Only you. You can have your relationship with God, but you can't have any call-ups. My son plays soccer, and we call up kids when somebody can't make it. And, and with God, he says, no, I don't want a substitute. I want you. Your husband can't be that relationship to God for you. Your kids can't substitute. No duplicates. And though we love the time that we give and the things that we do for others, I realized something really early. That it's actually a lie that you can't find time. You can't make time. You have to prioritize your time. And you have to say yes to spending time with God. It takes time. There's no shortcuts. It's just you and him. And he loves it. In Romans 12, again in the message version, I have another Bible over here. And this one matches my nails. It's white. In Romans 12, and I didn't do that on purpose. I just thought I'd wear white nails with my black outfit. Place your life before God. That's what he tells us to do. I'm like, I'm in. I might be tired and I'm exhausted and sometimes broken, but I'm in. I'm here. He says, so here's what, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, which you don't get much of, your eating, which you do a lot of because your children need that, going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. I love that there. Because I think sometimes as moms, we do the measuring stick and we don't really feel like we add up. But right here is the really good proof that says, no, no, you're good. Just the way you are. Just the way you are. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. That's no work. I can just be me. Okay, that's good. Don't become, don't miss this. This is really good. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture. That means your TikTok clock again. Don't be, some, don't be so accustomed to that life of running and gunning and doing and being that you fit into it without even thinking. How mindlessly do I go through a day sometimes? Instead, fix your attention on God. 
you will be changed from the inside out. I would love to leave that legacy for my kids. I would love to leave the legacy and the hand on and the things that are transmitted to be fun. I want to live my life. I want to be able to do all things. But I want to come alongside of time to hear God's voice and view his message and fix our attention on him. So that in this life, we develop and grow that inside voice, that inside. The inside voice is what guides me to live. That is the truth. That is the very thing that teaches me to really live, not the should-bes of the outside season. And I needed to hear those things. I needed to be able to have something practical that I felt like God was really saying, yep, you got it, just the way you are. I need that encouragement because I'm tired. But listen to what Isaiah 40 says. Isaiah 40 spelled it out for me so clearly. He says, he, God, he doesn't even get tired out. He doesn't sleep or slumber. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Tag, you're it. He doesn't pause to catch his breath. My God, I need to catch my breath so many times in a run of a busy day. And he knows everything. God knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. Yes. Okay. He energizes us. He gives us fresh strength to dropouts. He knows that sometimes you fall short and lag behind. He knows that. But he says, guess what? I'm going to strengthen you in spite of that. I'm going to do that. For every young people tire and drop out. Yeah. Young folks in their prime even stumble and fall. It's so good. Along with God's voice, there are a lot of other voices, a lot of other things calling and pulling. Back again over to the baby scene. I had so many kids all around me. Miss Nancy, Miss Nancy, I'm hungry. Miss Nancy, so-and-so won't share. Miss Nancy, my nose is running. I'm like, I just need to go to the bathroom for a minute. I'll be right back. And I sneak off to the bathroom, and you know exactly what happens. Mom, 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 you don't even get a minute. It's like there's thousands of them when they start. They're relentless. <laughs> thousands. I mean, you just want a second to sit down. And then the teenagers. They have words on words on words. Like, Talk me in circles. My ears bleed and my head is full. They're sweet and lovely, but they're loud and they have a lot to say. Maddie, even at the age of six, would have valid arguments. I would talk to myself and say, I'm the mother. I, I am the boss. And not for her benefit, it was for me. Hear myself think. I would just talk out loud. Do your mothers do that? That's why we talk out loud, because you guys have so many words, and we can't hear ourselves think. Let me tell you what else God is saying. There will always be a lot of voices, and that's the truth. But trying to get your attention back to the one that's inside is very good. Again, from our scripture, it says, listen well to my words. Okay, I'll listen. I'll give you the time to listen. Tune in your ears to my voice. I speak from personal experience that what God says to me often, often, is this little scripture in Proverbs 31. It says, your arms are strong for the task. 
Really, God? Because it's heavy, and the load feels heavy, and I can't fit everything in. I don't even have enough room in my arms to carry it all. But his word, his word tells me, your arms are strong for the task, Nancy. You have strength in your very hands to do what you need to do. You can raise those kids. You can do that job. You are good at what you are. God's a cheerleader, you guys. Do you hear that voice? That he's not a condemner. He believes in you. He speaks to the best in you. He tells you that you can do it. And in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, I'm going to read that from the screen. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Abound in every good work. That means you are well supplied. You don't run short. You're not going to be shortchanged. He's going to give you every single thing that you need. There's grace for your race is what Mike likes to tell me. He speaks to the best in me. There's grace for your race. Whatever lane you're in, there's purpose and power. There's purpose in there, and you can do it. The outside seasons and relationships and circumstances can be ups and downs. It can be like a teeter-totter. But what if on the middle, in the very inside of you, deep in your soul, you yourself, the one and only you, what if you're affected by something personally outside of your circumstances, out of your control, like your health? And as moms, that is not a fair card to play because we love to be strong for the task, and we want to fix everything for everybody else. But what about when it's you? What about when it's you? This time last year, I would, to this very day on Mother's Day, I was actually laying in my bed because I had just finished one of the three major pr like procedure surgeries that I needed to do last year. And I'm not going to bring my bed out here. I know we have the teenage bed and the baby bed. But last year, this time, I was laying with my kid at the feet of my bed and my sister next to me because I had to go through surgeries. And it was not fun. <laughs> this season was very long. I had a genetic link that created an extremely high risk for my health. And I had to make some decisions for long live the mamas. We Long live the mamas. We need those mamas. I wanted to make every decision I could possible to have a healthy body for life so that I had to do the changing. This season took three years, three years. Remember I mentioned earlier about the developing and growing is a lifetime in the making? Yeah, it felt like a lifetime. These three years walking out my destiny with delays and detours, it was not easy. No one gets excited about a detour labeled disappointment, sadness, pain, surgeries. I had a complete hysterectomy, which means that it kind of puts you instantly into the onset of menopause. And one of the most major things that I struggled with was that foggy brain that you get when your hormones are interrupted. And the scripture that I kept going back to was saying, focus, concentrate. And I'm saying, God, I can't 
you know, sometimes we just kind of casually joke about the hot flashes. That was the least of my worries, that foggy brain. I had that complete hysterectomy, and then I had a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy, and then I had to recover again. And then the reconstruction. <laughs> and in spite of all the difficulties, staying determined was really hard. It was one of the toughest things I had done. Then the mastectomy and the reconstruction. So you get through one hurdle and you think, oh, okay, I limped through that one. And then, wham, you get another one. I'm an awful patient. Don't look at my husband right now. He doesn't have the mic today. I'm an awful patient, and I really don't do well with actual physical pain. I actually am pretty strong, and I'm determined, and I love doing my own things, and I love being self-sufficient and all those things. And all of a sudden, I was, my hands felt wrapped, and I couldn't do things, and my energy was down, and it just felt like disappointment after disappointment. My inside voice was screaming, Luke 18, pray and never quit, pray and never quit. Nope. But on my insides, I could not find my passion and grit. I couldn't. It was really hard. And of course, it affected all of this. Again, if you could just bury your head under the covers and not affect anyone, you'd be fine. But as a mom, it started in here and affected every stage of my life. Just last week, Maddie had woke up um, in the middle of the night, and our power had gone out. And she and I can hear her from her bedroom, Mom, Dad, I need your help. And then she said it took like eight times for us to go get her. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So I go into her room, which Mike usually does it, actually. Mike's usually the one who, oh, come get in. And, oh, like, I'm like, I don't want to see anybody in the nighttime. It's my sleep. So I say, what's wrong? She's like, it's dark. I'm like, it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be asleep. So Mike had turned on a flashlight for her because he had gone to bed when the power went out and knew she'd wake up and want to have some light. So he turned on the flashlight for her, but for some reason it had gone out. I'm like, okay, I turn it back on. And, and then she settles down and <laughs> she said... I didn't know the power went out. I thought I was blind. <laughs> nope, baby girl, you're not blind. Has it felt very dark for you with your eyes wide open today? Can you relate? Eyes wide open and it's so dark. Like a good dad. Like such a good dad. Mike had already had that light on. It just turned off, but God's doesn't. 
God's life doesn't. When the course changes for your life, we need to put some lights on the journey to keep going to our destiny. For me, separating this health incident was very important because I didn't want it to become a life theme. I wasn't private about it. I, I, I didn't want to bury my head and just isolate myself, but I found it really difficult when it became a life theme, hey? When everybody asks and they're like, are you okay? And I get very uncomfortable with those things. So I had to make sure that I kept everything very, I didn't let it become a life theme, especially when you have personal pain, loneliness, or disappointment. Things kind of feel like they go off the rails. And I feel like the destruction inside of us might be ex like so kind of simple to disguise, but it gets a great shot at those around us. We're frontline for our families. There's no need to disguise it. God will turn the light on it and help us. If you're finding it hard to hear God's voice today, much like me, I decided to replace what I couldn't figure out about the future with what I did know about my God. You know what I did know during this season? Was this church. Ironically enough, Mike and I decided that we were going to build and walk out and have a start in a brand new church called Nova when all of this started to unfold. And it was life to my soul. I loved it. We had vision. We had plans. We had um, meetings with a lot of amazing people. And I'd go to appointments and be exhausted and, and then come home and be just geared up again to actually get to have a connection with some people because that was God using his inside voice. I remember after the, the hysterectomy, we were doing marriage counseling for people and Mike goes, let's cancel. I'm like, no, I need that inside voice. I need that purpose outside of making this a life theme for me. I need to walk in what God is saying. I need to leave that light on. I need to do this. And I could hear God saying in all that we were doing and building and walking out, you are not forgotten. Do you hear me today? You're not forgotten. He says you are valued. You are important. You are precious. You are wonderful. There's a good plan for you. I heard that one a lot. There's a good plan and a purpose for your family. You are resilient. My gosh, I feel my shoulders pull back when I even say it. You are resilient and you are loved. I heard this in the scripture over and over and over. In Isaiah 40 again, I just want to read the beginning part. And this was a lifeline to me. Again, it's the message version. And he says, why would you ever complain like, is he not messing around? Why would you ever complain or whine saying God has lost track of me? Do you remember when I thought that I felt like things were off the rails? He doesn't care what happens to me. That's sometimes the thoughts. He knows exactly what our thoughts are. Don't you know anything, he says? 
Haven't you been listening right from the beginning? Right from the beginning, taking that time to hear his voice. Yeah, I'm listening. He is the creator of everything, of all you can see and all you can imagine. Why would I complain? In Proverbs 4.20, and I'm going to close with this with eight minutes to spare. I'm going to get you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and recognize that you are not irreplaceable. You are not irreplaceable. That God has a really good plan. And just for me today, we're going to close with this scripture because it was amazing for me to hold on to this and then stand here on this stage a whole year later, having walked out everything that I had gone through and have a very proud moment of how God is good to me and he's good to you. It says in Proverbs 4.20, at the end, at the end of the scripture. You know what? Let's read it all. I'm going to read it all again anyways. Dear friend, and Mike, I'll get you to join me, babe. Listen well to my words. Tune your ears into my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate, focus. Learn it by heart. And this is the, this is it. This is the one I clung to. Those who discover these words... In this Bible, live. You really live. In your body and deep down in your soul, you are bursting with health. You are so full. You are bursting with health. Keep vigilant. Keep vigilant. You guys, would you bow your heads? My God, you are good to us. You have such a great plan. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we find hope and strength and encouragement in the very word of God. Father, as we go about our business, we, I pray that we would fix our attention on you. Father, thank you for this church family that has been such a lifeline. It's such a blessing. Would you pour out blessings all over them, God, and everything they do, their families, their businesses, Everywhere that they influence, would you bless them? May your face shine upon them, God, and bring them peace. In Jesus' name, amen.